You know, if you're on the news, don't wear big, long, dangly earrings. They're distracting. Look at those fucking things. Also, if you're on the news, don't wear big, dangly earrings because the mic picks up them dangling and jangling oh, off yeah. the side of your freaking head. It sounds like ping, 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 ping. One of our uh, hosts used to have some like like bangles, like bracelets she wore. Bangles. Wore all the time. <laughs> okay. And she talked with her hands, and you can hear them. It's like Fox, stop moving your hand. <laughs> I actually said that to her in, in her in her head one time. She was doing like this, and you could hear like. You just like you just like earphoned in. And I just went into her headphones. Like, Stop moving your hand! And then she put her. <laughs> it, was, it was very fun. My producer just yelled at me. <laughs> That's uh, great. Good times. There yeah, we are, Sweet. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen to Commander Cuckoo Podcast, episode 168. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to continue the arc of Level Up Yours by talking about a toolbox deck. Now, hit our theme song! <laughs> Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? A whole ton is going down, even though we are recording on the same day as yesterday's show. That's why there's no pre-show. That's why there is no pre-show. We are doing a bonus episode where we just talk about a super sweet deck that was sent in because we've got so many cool lists and we were very excited to get to these ones. So we're going to talk about another list in our arc of Level Up Yours, where we talk about decks that got people to increase their knowledge and or playstyle or whatever of the game. Uh, we're also going to thank a few glorious people who are a part of the show each and every week. But before we do any of that, we have to thank our official sponsors, FaceToFaceGames.com. They're Canada's biggest magic store. Very much so. I always say that. You do. I'm fading. It's the meme. I'm fading hard into oblivion. <laughs> Thank you to the frog in my throat. Also, F that guy. Yeah. And all his friends that are also in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Frog. Have you ever been there? Uh, I've walked past it. Yeah, we went past it together on our, like, sojourn from fucking the hard rock to home. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Oh, oh. I, I wasn't even talking about then. I was talking oh. about, like, in Mexico, I went past a Senior Frogs thing. Oh, it's a chain. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize it was a chain. I always thought it was just, like, one of those really famous places that had T-shirts. Oh, uh, it is also that. Neat. I, I don't think it would have been as famous if it wasn't a chain, though. Oh. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the, the place in Mexico was having, like, a foam party. You know, Foam? Yeah. You know, you know, in the early 2000s, maybe they still have them. And you just go into a club and they just pump like three feet of like bubble bath into a fucking nightclub and it's just like you dance. Everybody does ecstasy and has sex and that's it. I, that's what I assume. I don't know. I don't know if this is true. It sounds like a CCO barbecue, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, except with um, except without the except bubble bath or the too. pool or the sex yeah. or the and the girls. Uh, yeah, this is all dudes. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Shout out to the ladies in CCO Nation. Yes, we appreciate you. Yeah, very much so. So, bonus episode today. We are still doing a deck. Sometimes bonus episodes are just us BSing for an hour. But today we have a deck sent in by friend of the show, patron, active on Twitter a lot with us, Matt Jorgensen. M. Jorg. Yeah. M. Jorg 20. I think that that's actually somebody think, else's nickname, but fuck it. We're going to use that. That might have been him. I know that it is somebody's <laughs> nickname. <laughs> so, big thank you to Matt. He is CCO Discord and email and Twitter, and he interacts with us a lot. And he sent us a big, well written, long email 
both describing the deck, how it works, and the few things that he learned from building it, playing it as part of his level up yours. Yes. All those so, things are true. Yes. Yeah, so it's a toolbox deck, and it runs Sisse Weatherlight Captain. Probably, I dropped some hints for people to guess the bonus episode deck on Twitter. Probably. <laughs> yes. Follow CCO Podcast, CCO Brando on Twitter. You can also find us at CCO Podcast on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we're going to have clues to our commander each day that'll come out on Monday or the weekend based on what we talk about on the pre-show or pre-pre-show as we are friends in real life and talk to each other sometimes. Yeah. We're going to give hints and those will be hidden in the CCO pre-show for each episode. You can find them on YouTube. Or we'll, he'll have a few on Twitter as well. And if you can solve the mystery of what Commander will be talking about on a given day, you'll be entered into win a handful of mystery boosters, which we will be procuring from our LGS. Uh, and we're going to send out two packs of some number of mystery boosters to two lucky winners. And it will be you if you play along. Very much so. I'm waiting for the official word on what foils are going to be included. Me too. Can't any of the cards be foil? Well, that's in theory, yeah, but the foils are replacing like the playtest cards, and we don't know if the foils are going to match the the actual mystery booster printings, or if they're going to be like promo foils, like in the promo packs, or if they're going to be from the vault foils and they'll well, be hot dog bonds. Well, they we don't know if they're going to be cut from like the same print run, so to speak, or if they're going to be like from other standard sets. Like we don't know what they're going to be, right? Maybe they just have like a safe or more than a safe like a vault at Wizards headquarters and in that vault are just a big pile of fucking foils that have just been sitting there like, for decades. Like the Zendikar secret treasures, you remember that? Yeah, People they're just, open up power 9 and they're just going to throw them in packs maybe that's what they're gonna do that would be so 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 sweet you'll get like a foil I don't know scalding tarn that was on the floor of some break room somewhere in wizard's headquarters that's been stepped on got coffee on. spilt on it's it it's like a meme like that uh, boss cone that little acorn that I used to have in my <laughs> yeah. house where it had seniority in the house because it had been there longer than I had Yeah. and they just left the scalding tarn on the floor and now they're gonna send it out to some lucky yeah, sap 100% so we know at least there's gonna be a bloom tender and a mana crypt in those mystery packs because they were in the actual 1800 card set or whatever and theoretically we assume that you're going to be able to get them in foil and it, and it will be you if you get the packs yes they it will definitely be you and we promise that we, while we're going to open some of them on our youtube channel as we are want to do we will not open the ones that have the mana crypt or the foil bloom tender in it and they we will send them to you yeah, we're going to send those ones to you so follow along on twitter follow along on youtube it'll be lots of fun then people are going to think we're going to Rudy them and open the packs and then put them back together. <laughs> <laughs> Scum. That's, that was a shot at Rudy. I shouldn't have made that. That's that's rude. But, you know, here we are. That's Rudy. <laughs> oh, God. I'll see myself out. Get out. You, you dad joke-making dad son of a bitch. Get yeah. out of here. Let's uh, let's read the commandy so then I can go home and drink some dad beer. All right. Sissé Weatherlight Captain is a 2-2 two, two for white 2. She gets plus one, plus one for each color among other legendary permanents you control. And you can pay Wooberg to search your library for a legendary permanent card with converted mana cost less than Sisse's power and put that card directly into play. Holy shit. So she's a tutor on a stick for legendary creature. Or lands. Or artifacts. 
or enchantments. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> she also gets big according to how many uh, legendaries you have. So does this mean she has like a ceiling then, hey? Like she can't be bigger than a 7-7. Seven, seven. That is correct. Seven's so, pretty big though. Seven is very large, but you could never get like a like a um oh no, I my mind is blanking. That the best green card ever, the mistake card. Uh Great Henge? Yes. Because it costs like ten, right? That's right. So you couldn't ever search up a great henge with her. Because she'll probably on her own not be that big. You'd have to find another way to give her plus three plus three. Correct. Okay. Of which we may or may not be running some. Yeah, those may or may not exist in this deck. But... Yeah, including the Great Henge. Yeah, it's funny. Great Henge makes her bigger. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. Also gains your life and taps for fucking mana and draws your cards. Jesus Christ, that card is so good. Yeah. Holy All for shit. the cost of nothing. Yeah, for fucking two. Put, you get back all immediately. All the cost of finding it in the street and putting it in your deck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that card is good. Okay. As I have the biggest frog in my throat ever, we're going to pass this off to you a bunch. Where are we going to start? Let's start as we do with our regular episodes. With the Creech. We've got 35 of them. Ooh. And they're like all legendaries. Uh, they all do something weird. Hey. You, you're you just faking frog in your throat. <laughs> so I have to read all these goddamn cards. That's what you're doing. Let's start with. I'm, I'm just going to ignore that. Let's start with Anafenza the Foremost. Anafenza the Foremost is a 4-4 human soldier for... Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. That's Abzan, right? Yep. Yes. For Abzan, whenever it attacks, put a plus one, plus one counter on another target tapped creature you control. If a creature card would be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, anywhere, exile it instead. So this represents our first tool in our toolbox. She is our graveyard-hating tool. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, let's see if we've got any more tools. If you played this against last week's deck... <laughs> Mr. Raf Garcia would Yesterday's cry. Deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yesterday's deck. Raf Garcia would just cry into his beer. He probably cries anyways. <laughs> Next up, Archangel Avison. Archangel Avison is the sexy Avison, I think. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think so. Uh, she's a four-four for white, white three. She has flying and vidge and flash. When she enters the battlefield, creatures you control are indestructible until end of turn. And when a non-angel creature you control eats shit, you can transform her at the beginning of the next upkeep. And she flips over into Avacyn the Purifier, who is a 6-5 with flying. And then when it turns into that, it threes each other creature and each opponent. So this represents maybe board protection tool, right? Because it makes your things indestructible. And it also is a Wrath of God, sort of. That if you're going to have a creature die or if you have a Sackle and you can get rid of a creature, you can then flip her and Wrath the board. Yeah. So this is another tool that we have. <clears throat> and I'm calling them tools because we can pay Wooberg with Sisse and search them up and put them onto the battlefield. Yes. Okay. Anytime you can just go into that bag of tricks and pull out the trick you need, you're in good shape. Also, okay. who does battle in high heels? I'm just going to point that out. I know she can fly. But there's going to be a point where she's going to be fighting somebody and you shouldn't be doing war in high heels. Haven't you ever seen an episode of He-Man? What kind of question is that? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Have, you ever, have you ever seen Tila's boots? Yeah. Those are some high boots. Yeah, but the heels aren't very high. Oh, yeah. There's like regular height. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen season two? 
Of course, Ryan. <laughs> Pretty high. <laughs> What's the next creature? Arvad the Cursed. It sounds terrible. He's a 3-3 three, three, for Orzov and 3. She, he has Death Touch, he has Lifelink, and other legendary creature you control get plus 2, plus 2. So this is our creature pump guy. Yes. This will give Sis a, what, plus 4, plus 4? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's actually good. Yeah, man. And he'll buff your your whole other team because all of our creatures are legendary. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Ailey, Eternal Pilgrim, is next. Or Ailey. Whichever. She is a 2-3 for Orzov, she has Death Touch and one sack another creature. You gain life equal to the sacrificed creature's toughness. She also has Mortify Mana and sack another creature. Exile target non-land permanent. Activate this ability only if you have at least 10 more life than your starting life total. And we might. I think we care about the sacrifice more than anything. Yeah, you're probably right. I've always found this card to be a bit of a dud. And I'm not saying it's bad in this deck. I'm just saying that, like... I don't know. I, any time I've ever seen it played or I've played with it, it's always kind of a, it's kind of a dud. Huh. Okay. Yeah, it, it might just be me. Maybe I suck. It, it's probably me. All right. Next up, Captain Sisse. This is the original. The OG Sisse is a 2-2 for Celestia and 2. She has tap. Search your library for a legend or legendary card. Reveal that card. Put it into your hand. So you'd maybe want to do this if you want to tutor twice in a turn for not Wooberg. Or if you want to cast something that you tutor for. Or if Sisse is not big enough to get you your Great Henge, like we've been harping on the whole episode. Oh, you yeah. can find that yeah. and just play it. Um, there are legendary sorceries and stuff now, so you can find those. We are playing at least one of those. Yes, and you know what? More than anything else, this card, Joyro Weatherlight Captain and Reki History of Kamigawa represent like two card draws per turn. Right, because this one, while it says tutor for a legendary creature, or tutor for a legendary thing, we've got you know forty different legendary things that we can go and find. So we can just tap her, and it's like drawing the exact card you want. Oh, that always feels good, hey. Oh, oh baby, did it last night. It was great. Drew hurricane, <laughs> hurricane for twenty-one. Ooh, that always feels. I know how that feels too. Of yeah. course, I usually died when I hurricane for twenty-one too, but I count victory <laughs> still. New guy, we've got. Dalek, Dalekos, Crafter of Wonders. Did I say it right? I think so. Sure. That's how we're. That's how. We'll, that's how we'll say it. He's a two-four Merfolk artificer for Is it and one has tap. Add colorless, colorless. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or activate abilities of artifacts and equipped creatures you control have flying and haste. Sure. Dad, I don't know. There's some cool enchant. There's some cool equipments in here, but I don't know. That's good. If there's cool equipments, then he's good. Dosan the Falling Leaf. I really like Dosan the Falling Leaf. Yeah. I like this card a lot. I do have one. I have a foil one, actually. Oh, From yeah. back when I was when I played Reki History of Kamigawa and all of these legends were all shit, I bought them all in foil because they were like two bucks. Nice. Now he's eight bucks by himself. Yeah, now he's freaking lots. But he is a 2-2 two, two for green, green, one. Players can play spells only during their own turns. Ooh, that is um, good. City of Solitude, right? Is that yeah. what that is? That is yeah. City of Solitude. That is good. That is a fabulous card. Especially when you can use Sisse Weatherlight Captain to tutor things up on your opponent's turn and just put them into play. So it should be noted at this time that you can Sisse at instant speed so you can get a Dosan on player two's turn and player three can't counter anything player four can't cast spells right we can still get our creatures into play with sisse but they can't cast their instance on somebody else's turn 
yeah, makes their they have to make suboptimal plays, and uh, that's always good for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that uh, player four has a uh, a counter spell. So end of their turn, you go dose in a falling leaf, and then you start your turn. You cast your thing, and they can't counter it now. Yeah, you just wreck them. That is a good tool. It sure is. Yep. Gerard Weatherlight Hero, we played him yesterday. Give him the once over. All right, we'll go over him again. Gerard Weatherlight Hero is a 3-3 human soldier for Boros 2. He has first strike, and whenever he dies, you remove him from the graveyard. All of your artifacts or creatures that were put into your graveyard the same turn that he died, you put him back into play. Yeah. Sure. He's a, he saves you from a wrath. Yeah. In this game, or in this deck. At instant speed, if somebody wraths, you just find Gerard and then you get all your stuff back. It's pretty good. That's actually so good. I want to note now, in Matt's email that he sent us, he talked about timing. Timing was his level up with this deck. He thought... When you think of Gerard, you might think of him at the helm of a deck like yesterday's deck, or a combo deck. You put him in the 99, and all of a sudden, if you can find him at instant speed, he's your Boros, like, wrath protection. Wrath counter spell, but just for you, right? If you want an actual counter spell, you can go and find Venser. Venser Shaper Savant? That's him. Give him a read. He is a 2-2 for blue, blue, 2 with flash. Whenever he enters the battlefield, return target spell or permanent to its owner's hand. So somebody has Wrath of God on the stack, and you Wooberg find Venser, return that Wrath of God to their hand. Doesn't kill your guys. Yeah, like the, yeah, they can cast it again next turn, but it does give you an opportunity and your opponents an opportunity, quite frankly, to dig for an answer to that Wrath because nobody wants to be Wrathed. That's right. So I'm just gonna craft a little bit of a scenario. You tell me how likely that this or how good of a play this might be. Okay. Player four casts Wrath of God. Sure. It's, it's on the stack. We Venser it. Yeah. Oh, goes back to their hand. We start our turn. We cast Pramacon, also in this deck. Pick left or right. We pick the direction that the player three attacks player four to kill him. <laughs> no more Wrath of God. <laughs> right? There we go. Okay. Toolbox. I like Timing. It. <laughs> Using legendary creatures in non-conventional ways. Dope. Yes. Okay, next up, God Eternal Roan Ass. He is a 5-5 five, five for 5 zombie god with death touch. When it enters the battlefield, you double the power of each creature you control, <laughs> and they gain vigilance. So it's sort of Crater Hoof Behemoth-esque. It also has, when it dies, you put it into exile from the battlefield, and then you put it in its owner's library third from the top instead of putting it into the G-yard. You know what I imagine is every single time this card has ever entered the battlefield, it's been to pump a team to attack. I would imagine, You yes. know what I bet you this deck does? Is when it's getting alpha striked, it'll put a Ronus into play to block, and it'll kill all of the attacking creatures that are coming in at it. Yeah. I bet you that's what it'll do. That is a blocking tool that is using a card in a way that is not how the card is normally used. And it's another way you can get that Great Henge. I know I'm totally on the Great Henge today. Yeah, and you can if you can activate Sisse twice, you've got to you've got to fabricate a game such that you have ten mana, Wooberg Wooberg, to get your Ronus, then your Great Henge. Yeah. And I mean and I'm sure that there are people out there, and we're gonna get to all this later on, but just to spoiler Making Wooberg multiple times isn't as hard as people think. I do it in Horde of Notions, and you just stack your mana up, and like, here's a Wooberg, here's a Wooberg, here's a Wooberg, yeah. here's a Wooberg, and you can just do all kinds of crazy shit. It's not as hard as 
as people think. That's which is, right. Which is you, great. you know what I think the hard part about making Wooberg twice is? Is getting 10 mana. Yeah, you have to have 10 la- mana producing things. And that's, yeah. That you can make 10 mana with your Sol Ring and your Mana Crypt or Vault and your your Thran Dynamo and your Worn Power Stone, right? But you got to have colored mana producing things. That's right. And that's a thing. Yeah. Okay, speaking of mana and colorless... Golos Tireless Pilgrim. Oh my god, he's a 3-5 five for 5. He's a scout. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when he enters the battlefield, you can search your library for a land, put it into play. Uh, you know, he also has Wooburg and 2. Exile the top 3 cards of your library. You can play them this turn without paying their mana costs. That's like a mini Sisse. That's crazy. I, I think that you just get him to do the Wooburg, Wooburg plan, right? Because if you can get him with Sisse, you already... Have Wooburg? If you're playing Scroll Rack, you could use, like, other Sisse to put the thing that you want to play for free into your hand and then use Golos and use a Scroll Rack to put the thing back what? on top. <laughs> it's awesome. You know what? I I might be missing it, but the mini Sisse that he does, I'm not a huge fan of it. When you have Sisse and you have him, like, after you get Sisse. And, and he doesn't add any counters to Sisse because he doesn't have a color, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, I that's my least favorite pick in the deck. Maybe I'm just biased because Golos is like so mainstream. Like he's a ramp spell, I guess. But you have to do work with Sisse to get him, and you gotta. He doesn't really contribute to the game plan of Sisse, and the, that's fine. He's okay, but yeah, I think that you could probably replace him with a get this pick. This is a classic, <laughs> classic, and I know why it's in there. Isumaru Hound of Conda, two two for one, legendary. That's it. All flavor text. Yup. Somebody be drinking when they open yeah, that. Drink, <laughs> drink. You get a foil one. <laughs> just, just do a, just do a rail. Shout out, shout. Don't out. ever do that though. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do rails. <laughs> oh my god, that was the hardest drug reference. That's probably not the hardest one we've ever made. No. Yeah, we don't do drugs. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't do it. Abstain from all illegal activity. That's probably that's probably good advice. Yeah, that's good advice. Okay. That's your public service announcement. I want somebody in CCO Nation to get us champions of Kamigawa packs, and we can open Flippy those on YouTube. Oh. We'll send them back to you, if, especially if there's foil Isumarus in there. Let <laughs> <laughs> somebody be drinking their whole drink for that card. Oh, dang. Anyways, it's in there to, as your one-drop legend if Sisse doesn't have any plus ones on her or whatever. Or we just play them. Yeah, you play them, and then you can search with Sisse. To, who cares? Moving on. All right. Joyra Weatherlight Captain. She draws your card when a when you cast, right? Yeah, when you cast a historic spell, that's an artifact, legendary, or saga. She's a 3-3 three, three, for is it two. Yeah, just got to be careful that you don't Wooburg to tutor with Sisse and then go to draw with Joyra because it's actually a cast, not an ETB thing. Important. Yeah. Judith the Scourge Diva. Is a 2-2 for three. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus oh. And whenever a non-token creature you control dies, she deals one damage to something. Interesting pick. Do you think we get damage out of this? Or do you think we want to buff Sisse on a legendary creature? And and the, the damage is just incidental. I think that maybe our boy Matt is just a fan of the art. Uh, it's a cool, cool card. Yeah. Cool picture. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay, I don't even know how to say this one. You go ahead. Oh, I really like Kagamaru first to suffer. I really like this card, both because the art is just 
freaking weird as hell. He's got like a little slug hand man with swords and spears Yeah, it's and a shit. Kamigawa spirit, so you know it's, it's like Salvador Dali-inspired yeah, weird shit. It's just a horror factory. It's a star star for five. Its power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. And you'll never cast any because you can tutor the cards that you want from your deck. Exactly. <laughs> and then it has black, sack it. All creatures get minus X, minus X until end of turn where X is the number of cards in your hand. So that's Wrath of God on a legendary creature that we can tutor for. Basically, At instant yeah. speed, there's no tap to activate it. Yeah, and it's better than Wrath of God because it gets a it, lot it of minuses. indestructible yeah, that's things. Right. Yeah, it's so like you, a, you could go Wooburg and then Black with a full mitt and just kill everything. Yep. Cool. Just wipe them out. It's a, it's a cool card. I like that one lots. And maybe Sisse actually still lives because she's... Big, because she gets big, big equal to number of legends, right? Well, all your legends are probably going to die, and then she'll die too. Well, if, but she's still natively a two-two. So if all your legends die, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, oh, yeah, she's that's pro- how magic works. Yeah, she's probably going to. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, next up, is it Kethis, the Hidden Hand? Yeah, man, I don't know how to say any of these. I'm <laughs> glad that you mostly do them. <laughs> He's a 3-4 for three. Legendary spells you cast cost one less, and you can exile two legendary cards from your graveyard, and then until end of turn, each legendary card in your graveyard gains. You may play this card from your graveyard. Why do they say graveyard so many goddamn times? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, he makes your legendary stuff cost less. It says graveyard three times in the same fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah. I am not I'm not okay with that. It's so fun. It's fun. <sighs> Clothus, God of Destiny. Clothus? Clothus? You know what? He doesn't even have any hidden hands. Well I want to see the T one thousand shit where like he's shoot he's like flying a helicopter and shooting a gun out of the side and then he grows another hand out of his fucking dick to reload the gun. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed that in Terminator 2, but watch that scene, it happens. You, I have seen that movie. A, B, you don't know if he has any hidden hands because they're hidden. C, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Clothus. Clothus, God of Destiny, is a four-five god for three, indestructible. It's got the god thing where you have to have. Devotion of seven to red or green. You might not in a five-color deck. Yeah, you just, just so She probably isn't going to be a beater, but who knows? We were talking earlier about, like, does she have five faces? Because, like, she tried to get bigger brain power by putting other heads onto her head. I don't think she has five faces. Or are those just weird earmuffs she's wearing? Like, what is happening there? I think that she just has weird hair and hats. That's messed up, dude. I don't, I don't want a hat made out of heads. I kind of do. That would be weird. Yeah. Is that like the human centipede of hats? You just sew a bunch of heads together? Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. It's you know what? Gross. Shout out to the Constellation alternate arts, right? Yeah. The secret layer that you accidentally bought a thousand of. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, Anti shout out to white text on the yellow power and toughness box. You can't read it. <laughs> Whoever approved that in design, that person needs to have a look at their life choices. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cloithus also, also, at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you can take a card out of a graveyard. If it's a land, you get a red or a green mana. Otherwise, you gain two life, and everybody else gets two damaged. Uh, that's f- Both of those are good, because a red or green mana is going to help you Wooburg, and, you know, d- draining for... 
two, four-point life swing. Never it's, hurts. Yeah, it's not going to do you any harm. Okay. Kuranos, Hound of Athreos. Kunoros. Is that Hound what it is? Hound of Athreos. It sure. is. Uh, is a 3-3 three, three for three with Vigilance, Menace, and Lifelink, creature cards in graveyards, and can't enter the battlefield? Yeah, that's what that says. And creatures can't cast spells from graveyards. That is a graft digger's cage on a dog. That also wrecks up our deck from yesterday. Oh, shout out to Matt Jorgensen for actually trash talking me in his email too. <laughs> you can Wooberg to find your Kunoros in response to a reanimate or a Twilight's call, he said. Oh, <laughs> sick. Yeah, so if somebody's trying to Twilight's call, you just Wooberg. No, sorry. You can't now. <laughs> What? Because <laughs> you can't. It it doesn't allow creatures to enter the battlefield from the graveyard. So if you sissate it directly into play by paying Wooberg in response to a Twilight's call, their Twilight's call just does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. Then that happened to me, <laughs> and it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yes. We've got a Lazov, the Multifarious. Yes, that is what that says. It's a 1-3 for 2 that when it enters the battlefield, you surveil 1. That means you look at the top card of your library. You can either put it back or bin it, and it has X. It becomes a copy of target card from your graveyard with converted mana cost X, except it still is all the multi-furious, and you can reset it for an additional X. So does this, this probably just exists in the deck to give us like another copy of whatever good thing we want to have, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah, I don't know. You could do all sorts of stuff with it, I suppose. Like, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Could you copy a, like a a god in a graveyard? If somebody managed to put your Clothis into a graveyard, could you? Is it a creature when it's in the yard? It, I believe there are creatures everywhere except for on the battlefield when you aren't devoted. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I know that they're not gods. Or sorry, they're they're creatures when they're in your hand on the stack and in your library. Say you're tutoring for one. They're creatures in all of those places. So it stands to reason then that, yeah, sick. Okay, yeah. I like that. I like that. It's real life. Lizov is cool. Okay, what is Mangara of Karondor? Yeah, you nailed it. Nailed it, man. Got there. He's a 1-1 one, one for three, and he has tap, exile him, and target permanent. Sweet. So when somebody says, oh, we need to deal with that, can you deal with it? Can you deal with it? You just go, yeah, Wooberg, Mangara. And then you start your turn, it loses summoning sick, kill it. Yeah. Done. There's a thing with that where you can reuse it, isn't there? Yeah, some like Safi Eric's daughter combo or something. I, I don't it, think he plays it in this deck. Yeah, there's some kind of convoluted way of turning that into a dirtbag combo. Yeah. Miri, Weatherlight Duelist. Is a 3-2-4-3 with first strike. Whenever she attacks, each opponent can't block with more than one creature. And as long as she's tapped, no more than one creature can attack you each combat. She's effing good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super, um, I guess, great tool. If somebody's going to alpha strike you, you just Wooberg and then get Miri. Yeah. And they can only attack you with one. And you, got a, you got a tapper, but like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose. That's fine. It's still good. Yeah, she's a great card. Whoever won that cat deck we gave away a little while ago probably read that and was like, holy shit, this is fucking good. Yeah. How about Nikya of the Old Ways? It's fine. It's a 5-5 five, five for 5. 
You can't cast non-creature spells. It's fine because we're activating creature abilities to get them. And whenever you tap a land for mana, add one additional mana that that land produces. Yeah, mana doubler that you can search up. So you can, like, Wooberg, Wooberg, Wooberg. If you can Wooberg, Wooberg, like, if you have ten, and then you get Nikaya, Nik Nikia. That's Wooberg, 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 Wooberg. We're, say that a bunch of times four, really fast. Four it's hard. is hard. I know. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Nim the Pain Artist. This is a Brando special, I think. It is. It's a 1-1 one, one for 2. It has is it and X and tap, and she deals damage. She does X damage to her creature. That creature's controller draws X cards. That's good. That's it, I mean, You probably just deal damage, like, to your own creature. Yep. You just do enough to not kill your creature and yeah. draw a bunch of cards. Yes, yeah, so that's card draw. Attached to Sissay. Okay, cool. Pramacon, that's a Ryan special. <laughs> Pramacon is the wall. It's a 1-5-4-3. Flying Defender, when it comes into play, you pick left or right. Each player can only attack in the direction that you pick. So that'll save you from being attacked and killed. Yes. Cool. Rata Air to Keld. That's another Brando that's special. another Brando special. It is a 2-2-for-2. Two, two two. Whenever she attacks, you get red-red to your mana pool, or you can tap her to add green. It helps you play pay Wooberg costs. Yes. Wrath, Capuchin's Ship's Mage? Got sure. That. It's a 3-3 three, three for 4 with Flash and Flying, and you can cast Historic Spells as though they had Flash. Yeah, so if you had a, a card in your hand that you couldn't sissy into play, you can cast Wrath, and then you can do that on the ends of people's turns so you can untap. It effectively gives your creatures haste. I dig that. Yeah. Haste is awesome. Okay, we got to start flying through these. Reki, History of Kamigawa. 1-2 for 3 whenever you play a legendary thing. Draw a card. Rishkar, Pima Renegade. Is a 2-2 two, two, for 3 whenever enters the battlefield with a plus 1, plus 1 counter on each of up to 2 target creatures. And each creature you control with a counter on it has tap at a green. That is another way to make Sisei even bigger so you can find your Great Henge. Ah, yes. Yeah. Samut, Voice of Descent. Is a 3-4 for 5 with Flash, Double Strike, Vigilance, Haste, and other creatures you what? control have Haste. And tap White and her, untap another target creature. Wow. Brutal. Sweet, sweet. Sweet, sweet indeed. <laughs> that is good. She, she's terrible otherwise, but like in this deck, that's actually really good. Yeah. Okay. Saskia the Unyielding. This card is going to beat it's in a, this deck. It's a 3-4 four for 4, so every color except for blue has Vigilance and Haste, and she enters, when she enters the battlefield, you choose a player. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, it deals that much damage to the player that you picked. Imagine it's the end of like player 4's turn. And you go, Saskia, choose whoever that's tapped out. And then you start, and, and you choose, like, the player who's tapped out. And then you alpha strike that player. So you attack them, and then you attack, and then Saskia triggers and, like, gets all that damage doubled. It just wrecks them. Oh, yeah. Saskia's your damage doubler attached to your Sisse. She's also a good way to kill those pillow fort, pillow fort plan players, right? Yeah. Say, oh, you, you, could, me. you could name two different players. Attack somebody and then name the pillow forter with Saskia. Yeah, yeah. dude. Shalai, Voice of Plenty. Is a 3-4 four for 4 with flying you. Planeswalkers you control and other creatures you control have hexproof. That's your, that's, your, that's your counter spell. Yes. It's like, oh, kill your guy. Ah, Wooberg. Yeah, Shalai. Sorry. It's got hexproof. <laughs> Also has green, green, four, put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. Not negligible. Not negligible. Shanna Sisse's Legacy is the next one. It's a zero, zero for two. 
Ooh, sounds good. Sounds like a card we'd play. <laughs> yes. It can't be the target. Of... <laughs> Does it say skip your draw step? <laughs> oh, no, it's not, it's not that good, Ryan. It's just it's just an uncommon, okay? Oh. Uh, it can't be the target of spells or abilities your opponents control, so I guess it has hexproof. Also, it gets plus one, plus one for each creature you control. So it's going to beat. Yes. Sadisi Undead Vizier. Ooh, Sadisi Undead Vizier is a 4-6 for 5 with Death Touch and Exploit, and the Exploit means you sacrifice a creature to Demonic Tutor when she comes into play. Yeah, so you could you could say that and then sacrifice itself to Tutor for a non-legendary. Yeah. Yeah, so we're finding tools that find us things that don't even let us do what our tool... That's thinking outside the toolbox. Ooh, I like that. There. I like that. Sigard, a host of herons. Is a 5-5 five, five for 5 with flying and hexproof spells and abilities your opponent's control can't cause you to sacrifice permanence. That's just a freaking good-ass card. Yeah, right? Oh, I'll get your indestructible guy or your shroud guy because you have to sacrifice it. Ah, uh, nah, Wooberg, Sigarda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. Right? Good try, bro. Yeah. Tishar, Ancestor's Apostle. Is a 2-2 for 4 with flying. Whenever you cast a historic spell, return target creature card with converted mana cost 3 or less from your graveyard to play. Zoics. Yeah, that's actually good, because lots of our commandies cost not very much. And of course, the last creature is Venser. He is the counter spell legend that we already talked about. I think that and Pramacon are my two favorite plays off of a Sisse. I also like Sigarda. I like that one too. Yeah. It should be noted that we can find some of the legendary lands in here, like Shinka the Blood-Soaked Keep, Shizo Death Storehouse. Yeah, that's right. We can find our Vraska Planeswalker because it's a legendary Planeswalker. Yep. Is that that must just be in here because it's fun, right? Like it's not. Uh, this I, deck isn't a CDH deck or whatever, but like it's not a. Give it a read. It's a five mana, five loyalty Planeswalker with uh, plus one loyalty until your next turn. Whenever a creature deals damage to her, you destroy that creature. Minus three. Destroy target non-land permanent. And minus seven, you get three black assassin creature tokens that have player death touch. I think that it's it's like a Vindicate on a Planeswalker that you can search with Sisse. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's not too it's bad. It's pretty good. Okay. Okay, we usually move on to instance next, but uh, <laughs> there aren't any. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the sorceries. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give Ryan's voice a, a, a break here. We're going to move on to the sorceries. We're going to clump a few together. We have Farseek, Hunting Wilds, Nature's Lore, Ranger's Path, and Sky Shroud Claim. All of those are ramp spells. Props to Matt Jorgensen for playing Hunting Wilds. I like that one. Gets you two forests, and then if you kick it, you can turn them into dudes with haste, which is pretty cool. Uh, another source we were playing is Primeval's Glorious Rebirth. It costs Orzov and five. And you return all legendary permanents from your graveyard to play. <laughs> I wonder why he's playing that. That's it's crazy. And the last one he's playing is Urza's Ruinous Blast. Earlier we talked about legendary sorceries. Here's another one. It is white four. Exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. Woof. That's two legendary sorceries. Sick. So it should be noted that you can tutor those up with Sisse. Other Sisse. Yes, sorry, the the original Sissé, that's right. And you would draw cards off of Joyra. Yes. And Reki. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we're playing three enchantments, all of which are fairly simple. I will again save Ryan's voice, and I'll hit this one. We have Cryptolith Rite, that turns all your dudes into birds of paradise. We have Wilderness Reclamation at the beginning of your end step. You untap all of your lands, thereby being able to woo-berg a little bit more. 
And we have Day of Destiny, which is an enchantment that is also legendary. So you can tutor it with Sisse or other Sisse. Legendary creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Wilderness Wreck would be mighty because you untap and you can, like, you can Wooburg again. Yeah. Yeah. It lets you play your turn and then keep the toolbox open for other players' turns. That's right. To see what they did so you can maybe respond to whatever they did at the end of player four's turn. Yeah. Yeah. Dig it. Uh, Artifacts, we'll start. uh, We're going to need Ryan's help for this one, but we are going to clump a bunch together. We're going to do Arcane Signet, Chromatic Lantern, Commander's Sphere, Sol Ring, and as we've talked about ad nauseum for this entire episode, the Great Henge is also in here. Those are your mana rocks. In the case of the Great Henge, it also draws you cards, gains you life, makes your dudes bigger. It makes you an omelet. Because of course. Why would it Because of course it does. Everything can be a salad. Especially when it's at the Great Hinge. <laughs> <laughs> it should be noted that there are 11 rocks or ramp in here. Yes, very good. Um, <clears throat> what else do we got here? Bunch of equipment. So first up, Black Blade Reforged. It is a legendary equipment for two. Has an equip cost of seven. Uh, <laughs> unless you're equipping to a legendary creature. Wah, wah. Then it costs three, and equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each land you control. That's pretty good. Makes your sisse bigger so you can get better stuff, or just turns a creature into a fucking beater. That's right. Next up, Bow of Nylea. Bow of Nylea is an artifact for green, green one. It's actually also an enchantment. It's also legendary. Why not? Attacking creatures you control have death touch, and it has green one, tap, choose one, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature, or Bow of Nylea deals two damage to target creature with flying, or you gain three life, or put up to four target cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. That is a mighty card in this deck. The last one puts dead stuff back in so you can tutor it up again. That's right. Your whole baby's so good. If you got a good tool and it breaks, you fix it. You don't just throw it away. Yeah, with another tool. There we go. That you can tutor up. Next thing that we're going to tutor up, and this could be the win con. This is Dragon Throne of Tarkir underrated card in my estimation it is a legendary artifact equipment for four has equipped three equipped creature has defender and get this two tap other creatures you control gain trample and get plus x plus x until end of turn where x is this creature's power so far sisse is a seven seven then you put the dragon throne turkey on it after you tutored for it your whole team gets plus seven plus seven Yep. It's like Crater Hoof Who, Behemoth What? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you have that thing that untaps target legend, so you can untap her and tap her again to do it again. Again. Or you can untap her and tap her to do it again, and then you can double her power with Ronus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just give all my guys like plus 28, plus 28. Yeah. That's probably going to win you the game. More than likely. Speaking of winning the game, this is this next card does that all the time. It's Ember Cleave. Ember Cleave is a legendary artifact. Equipment for Red Red 4 has equip 3 and flash, and it costs one less for each attacking creature you control. And <laughs> it's legendary. And it's legendary. And of course, fucking and when it comes into play, you just attach it to a creature you control. And equipped creature gets plus one plus one and and trample and and double strike. It's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. 
It's a fine include in, in a deck, I guess. I want to get an Ember Cleave and just put a CCO sticker on it that says, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Hammer of uh, Nizan. Hammer of Nizan. Another cat deck special that's a good uh, money pickup if you see them at your local Walmart. That card is how much? It is 25 American dollars. It's 73 Canadian dollars. Wow. Yeah, it's a hell of a card. Why does it cost so much? Let's let's read it and see. What do sure. you think? Yeah. It's a legendary artifact equipment for four. It also equips for four. The the reason you play it is because whenever Hammer of Nizan or another equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you just attach it to a creature. And equipped creature of this gets plus two plus oh and has indestructible, which is also good. But I think that the So you you sissy you, you just get your hammer of Nizan natively, then you sissy your dragon throne of Tarkir and it auto equips. Yep. Pretty good. Okay, Heroes Podium. I like this one. This is, uh, I got this one. This is Coat of Arms. <laughs> for, for Just for legendaries, though. God damn it. Heroes Podium costs five. Each legendary creature you control gets plus one, plus one for each other legendary creature you control. Also, it has X, tap. Look at the top X cards of your library. You may reveal a legendary creature card from among them. Put it into your hand. And ah, who on cares? The bottom. Yeah, we don't care about that ability. It's okay. It's okay. It's not the worst. What if we pay five to see the top five and get it into our hand? We can just pay five and look at the whole deck and get it onto the battlefield. What if somebody's hosed you and you don't have Uber? You're not wrong. Yeah, man. Probably going to lose anyways. <laughs> Legacy Weapon is the next card. Legacy Weapon is a artifact for seven. <laughs> Jesus. It has Wooberg, remove target permanent from the game. Ooh, Wooberg Exile. Nice. And that, that is cool. And if Legacy Weapon would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, reveal it and shuffle it into your library instead. Also good with Sissé. Yeah, yep. also pretty sick. How about this in, This is a new Brando favorite and legendary. This is Shadow Spear. I really like Shadow Spear. It is a legendary artifact, as Ryan said, for one. It equips for two. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one, and has trample and lifelink. Not necessarily why I like it. Why I like it is because it also has one. Permanence your opponent's control, lose hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. And it doesn't need to be equipped to activate that. Correct. Just like Jeet. Sweet. Just does the good shit. Somebody's trying to make their stuff indestructible, wrath the board to kill you? Nuh-uh. They got to lose their crap, too. I love that card. That, that is a good card. It's a great So, card. Great Henge's friend, same set, same cycle, Cauldron of Eternity. Is a legendary artifact for Black Black 10. <laughs> Ooh, this spell costs two less for each creature in your graveyard. Whenever a creature you control dies, put it on the bottom of its owner's library and black two tap, pay two life, return target creature card from your graveyard to play. Activate this anytime you can activate a sorcery. Uh, okay, so we can find it with Sisse. We can shuffle things when they die back in so we can find them with Sisse too. Also. Yes, as oh, well. As well. <laughs> Final card, Unscythe uh, Killer of Kings. Unscythe Killer of Kings. I really like this card and wish I could play it in more stuff, but I don't have any decks that play Grixis that give a shit about attacking with equipment on them. Yeah. So I get happy when I see this card. I like it. It is a legendary artifact equipment for blue, black, black, red. I like that. Casting cost two. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus three in first strike, and whenever a creature dealt damage by the creature that it is equipped to, is put into a graveyard, you remove that card from the game, and you get a black black, or a black black. You get a 2-2 zombie. So you kill their dude, remove it from the game, and you get a zombie. 
I just like that card. So that's the deck. Uh, the the level up here, as was told in an email, and what we've kind of managed to pick up from from reading the list and, and going over everything, is that this deck is really good at teaching you about timing and taking advantage of your resources by knowing your deck very well and then using the right piece at the right time to get the desired effect. And that desired effect is usually not being hosed so you can't win the game. you got to know when to activate it during an opponent's turn during your own turn, at what point in a turn do you want to activate something in response to somebody going to combat because you think they have tricks? Do you want to do it in response to their wrath of God? What do you want to respond to any of those things with? You have to know your deck very well to be able to pilot something like this and and have it be effective. Like It's easy to just mash it all together and then be like, I'm going to end of guy befores me turn I'll wooberg and find something I don't know what it's going to be let me just thumb through my deck and find a thing like you you need to know where you're going every time you activate that ability and learning how to play your deck that well learning how to pilot real tight is is a level up for anybody that we should all learn so we covered a couple of the utility lands any other lands of note um I guess there's a flagstone of trocare there's a bunch of shock lands no fetches just like yesterday that's fine. In a five-color deck. I mean, but you can do it, but it's got all of your five-color staples. you got your Command Tower, your Exotic Orchard, your Grand Coliseum, your Reflecting Pool, Mana Confluence. you got all of those kind of five-color good stuff. There's a couple of legendary lands that you can seek out with your Sisse. Uh, we talked about a bunch of them. There's a Hammerheim. There's an Urborg. There's yeah, just a- stuff to get you Wooberg, Wooberg faster. And then there's a couple of those flippy enchantment things. There's a Journey to Eternity and a Hadana's Climb. Uh, one and of them those ma- are legendary enchantments. Yes, so, and they turn into lands, which is important. I yeah, guess they make your one of the uh, Hadana's climb makes your dudes bigger, and then flips over to give your dude flying and get bigger. And journey into eternity brings something back from your graveyard, and then flips over into something that gets you stuff back from your graveyard. Very excellent. If we want to push forward to the spice calculator, let's do it now. Unfortunately. Sisse decks on EDHREC.com do play a lot of the same legendary creatures that we are playing. We call it the Zata effect on the show. It just means there's only so many cards of a given type that you can play that are good. Yeah, and while there are lots of legendary permanents, there are only so many that are very useful in the toolbox nature of this deck. Yeah, like you could go through and find that. What the hell is that spirit from Kamigawa? It's like green green black black 46 and it doesn't yeah, or do like, anything or something that has snake offering or fox offering or yeah whatever right moon folk offering like, yeah yeah fox. like get yeah. out of here right <laughs> those all sound like cco decks they do oh, yeah. i play cool. the snake offering one all the time <laughs> <laughs> so that combined with over a thousand decks for sisse we didn't get a super high spice rating but we did want to make sure that we offered this deck for all the listeners to start to understand the level up that is building your first toolbox deck yes. knowing your 99 knowing when to time it like all of the stuff you said right so let's take a look at the numbers 1045 sisse decks that Ooh. makes her the ninth highest five color commander she's right below my boy sliver overlord and right above niv mizzet reborn so a very pointed build path in one and a very open-ended build path in the other i think sisse falls somewhere in between in that you want to play your legendaries but there are multiple build paths yes okay 3.84 average cmc 
And I think that like that could be four point eight four, and it wouldn't matter because the CMC of all your shit is Wooberg. Yeah, the CMC <laughs> of everything in this deck is five. Yeah, yeah. which sounds worse. But it's not. It's not, because you can just play literally whatever you want. Yeah. Which is, I'll pay five for whatever I want every time I want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important to note. Okay, two tutors, if we're counting Sisse, and of course we are. Yep. And if we're counting uh, the other Sisse, <laughs> and we are. So I think that hurt the spice calculator a little bit, but I wouldn't tell you to cut those two tutors because they do exactly what the deck does. Yeah. And one of them is the whole deck. That's right. So you punch it all into the spice calculator. We get a 37. That's not bad. Yeah. And again, you get hurt because you're running the good legends, right? It, there's only 27 cards that are different than what the stock page for Sisse shows on EDH Rec. So it, it's fine. I think it's still a spicy deck because you're playing so many different things, right? I think that... that more than it being a spicy deck, I think it's the lesson that the deck teaches. Because I think a lot of... Like, even I'm guilty of it, where I'll just throw a couple of cards into a deck and just kind of forget about them, and I'll be tutoring, and I'll find it. And I'm like, ooh! Yeah, What or, is this here for? Y- you, know you, know? What? I, you know what I think that you and I do? Both because we build a lot of decks, but, but also because we've played Magic for long enough, we know what we like, right? It's like, I'm just gonna... Like, here, here's a good example for you. You just put Perforos in every red deck. You just put Goblin Bombardment in every red deck because you know you like it, you know what it does, you know that you're going to get value off it, right? You put a deck together like this, you're playing 30-some different legendary creatures that all could have their own distinct strategy built around them, but you're playing them beside each other in some like zoomed-out 10,000-foot bird's-eye view strategy that's so different than any one of its parts and so much more than the sum of its parts exactly it gives you play in every situation but the i think part of the thing that hurts the spiciness of the deck is that it, the play that you always have will always be kind not the same but like i have this answer for this thing for this you, scenario yeah, yeah and and you got to know that you got to learn that kind of stuff but it does kind of boil the deck down into a i don't want to say too consistent because i mean that's you're it's playing not. five color tutor dot de- like you're yeah. playing five color mana base with no fetches dot deck. I don't think there's anything consistent about yeah. it. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it, like the decks will eventually like you'll have all the answers and you have all the thing, and once you get really good at it, the deck could just feel similar each time you play. This it. This feels like a deck you have to get good at, and I lean back onto my experience with Pramacon partitioners. Very hard for that deck to ever win. It always gets second, but it gets second by being very patient, knowing what the deck wants to do in directing attacks certain ways and politicking to stay alive and being patient with when to spend my cards. Like We were talking after Tuesday Night Magic uh, this week where I showed you my opening hand had a Dovin's Veto and there was just no good place for me to cast it in the entire game. That was messed up. Right? There was just no non-creature spell that was good enough for me to use a card on. And I ended up dying, of course, through attack damage, which Dovin's Veto can't help me with. But instead of just wasting it and making an enemy on a low-impact counterspell or with a low-impact counterspell, I just didn't cast it. Still got second, still finished the same place in the game that the deck always finishes in. And it just goes to show, like, when you understand what a deck's giving you and work with the tools that you build into it, even bad decks can have good results. And I'm not calling this deck bad. No, it's not but bad. It's just 
good results is the moral of that story. Yeah, when you learn how to yeah. use what the deck's giving you. When you play a deck that's hard like this, you get better, and that is a good result. That's it. That sounds like a final thought of the I day. I think that is a final thought of the day, Ryan. That's a good one. Good. Yeah, that is good on you. You went through with, with the frog in your throat oh, and everything. Yeah, you it's got getting, there. Man, it's getting worse. So, you know what? Give us the final, final thought of the day. Thank our glorious sponsors and overlords. Remind us about the mystery booster giveaway, etc. Mystery boosters. We're going to give away a couple of handfuls of those to some lucky patron slash listener slash social media interactor at CCO Podcast, at CCO Brando, or CCO Podcast on YouTube or Facebook. You can find us there. We're going to be giving hints to the commander that we're going to do each day. Everybody who guesses the commander correctly, uh, we're not going to tell you if you got it right. You just have to listen to the show to see if you got it right. If you get it right, you're entered into the hat. We're going to pull some names out. We're going to send you some mystery boosters that are going to have mana crypts and mana vaults and foil bloom tenders and forces of will in them it's going to be the best <laughs> i don't know if that last one's true <laughs> all of those cards are going to be in the mystery boosters we're going to send you it's going to be sick excellent this is the best prize you've ever given away on cco podcast so be on the lookout for that check that out thank you very much to face to face games.com they're canada's biggest magic store they help us keep the lights on for you guys thank you guys for giving us a reason to keep the lights on each and every week we really appreciate that you keep coming back and inviting us back into your ear holes and we will be back in your ear holes and anywhere else you want to put us on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Boom.